Hello, Gap Year Universe. I'm Margot Brookfield. And I'm Julia Rogers. Welcome to Gap Year Radio, the show that brings you information and inspiration to plan a life-changing Gap Year adventure. So Julia, I hear that you took some time to speak with Andre and Tiger, who both participated in a city year program in New Orleans. Tell us about how that conversation was. Definitely. Yeah, these these guys were really, really awesome to talk to. Andre is still in service in New Orleans, and Tiger is at American University. He served with City Year on his gap year in Boston, actually, a couple years ago. So they each had unique experiences, but the overall City Year experience has a lot of common threads. So they were able to speak to both the broader City Year experience as well as their individual takeaways and how transformative it was for both of them. They really actually enjoyed talking to each other before we started recording, just about their various stories and and memories from their experience. That sounds fascinating. I'm really excited to listen. And I know that City Year is something I've heard about for a really long time. And actually, my colleague at ARC did City Year for her gap year. And so just hearing more about that and how impactful that program can be, I think, both for the volunteers as well as obviously for the students that they're working with in the schools. Um, So I'm I'm sure that both Andre and Tiger have really unique perspectives and takeaways from that. I'm so excited to be focusing on national service as part of an episode because I think it's such an amazing way to spend gap time or any time really, because it's such an important thing that I feel like we need to kind of bring back into the mainstream and have as more of a cultural expectation that we all give back and that we create community around service to um, to our communities and our country. So it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Absolutely. And I know that I think it might be Norway, I might be mistaken here, that also has that as a requirement for students that they have to serve their country, you know, within their country for a year that could be in a variety of different capacities prior to heading into college. And so I think that that is something that we could all benefit from and even take into our adult lives as well. I know it's something I'm trying to do more of in my own community. The Scandinavians know what's up. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) All right, well, let's get started. Thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Gap Year Radio. Tiger and Andre, thank you so much for being here today. Andre, you are currently serving in New Orleans, Louisiana with City Year, and Tiger, you served in Boston in 2016-2017, and now you're a sophomore at American University. So thank you guys so much for being here and having a conversation about City Year with us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. So I wanted to start by giving a little bit of a background on City Year. City Year is an American education nonprofit. It was founded in 1988, dedicated to helping students and schools succeed. City Year partners with public schools in 29 high-need communities across the United States. And City Year teams are made up of 18 to 24-year-olds. Basically, you just need a GED or a high school diploma to participate. And they provide student, classroom, and whole school support. And with the intention of helping students stay in school and on track to graduate. City Year is also a member of the AmeriCorps National Service Network. And as you may know, AmeriCorps is a federal program of the Corporation for National and Community Service, which engages millions of Americans in service. It's a really fantastic opportunity. And so City Year is kind of under the AmeriCorps umbrella, and there's lots of other AmeriCorps programs that gap year students and other types of people can get involved with. But City Year members commit to 11 months of service, so it's a really um, long program, all things considered, and it includes um, leadership development and civic engagement, and over 3,000 people serve across the country every year through City Year. 
And I, I, we're going to get into this later, but they do receive a living stipend, but we will discuss how far that stretches in different places and an education award at the end of their service. And I'll be asking you guys kind of how you want to use your education award or used your education award because you can put it towards college or other types of educational programming. So with that little bit of background, I want to start with uh, Tiger. Uh, why did you choose to take a gap year and how did you come to choose City Year as the program that you did? Yeah. Uh, again, thank you guys. Thank you, uh, Julia, for having us. Um, it's it was a really, really um, uh, it was a snap decision for me. It was a, it was a quick decision, uh, all things considered. It was probably about a month after I uh, I graduated high school that I I had gone through all the the motions of um, college orientation and stuff like that. Not at American University, um, but at a at a different college that I was planning on going to. Um, uh, beginning in the fall of 2016 and uh, it was yeah it was really a gut decision it was really uh, a gut feeling that I had that it just wasn't really the right time for me Um, I felt like you know the the kind of image that I was always presented with uh, of you know the course through school you go middle school you go high school and then the next step the next step uh, always is is college Um, I just felt like I didn't quite understand where that that model came from or why it existed and I wasn't I, I yeah it was a really personal decision I just I guess I just didn't really feel um, up to the task in that moment I felt like I had um, I, I could have found a, another way to to spend some time before I, I reintroduced myself to to the education system um, and so I found city or just um, I it was a really cursory Google search for like uh, education-centered gap year programs, and it probably wasn't even that many words. It was probably like education gap year programs. Um, and City Year was, was one of the first results, and uh, probably within a couple of days of finding it online, um, I had applied, and, and within maybe a month or two after that, I had interviewed uh, and was accepted and, and began training and uh, just never looked back. Um, it, and as I should note that as much of a snap decision as it kind of was, uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, it was it was a, a decision that it and Andre, I'm sure you'll agree with this, that it really changes kind of the course of, of things after city year, um, changes a lot of your, your outlooks and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, wouldn't wouldn't change it for the world. No, that's great. And it so sometimes the application, I mean, they have several application deadlines. So you you basically graduated in May and then replied pretty by, by June and then we're starting by August. Is that how it worked Some, for you? Something like that. Yeah, I yeah. graduated in, in like early June. I applied in early July um, and they, they do applications on like a rolling basis, right. um, at least for, for Boston, uh, for city or Boston. And I think it was like, I, I, if I scroll back in my calendar, I'm sure that they're still there. Um, I think I started training like uh, probably about early August. So yeah, literally like a, a month turnaround. Um, yeah. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> and Andre, what about you? I mean, con- first of all, congratulations on being more than halfway through your time. Um, and how did you find City Year and what was, what's kind of your, been your journey to to this point? Um, so it's like really interesting. Um, I was nearing graduation and I didn't really know what to do with my life and 
before that, I was so like set on going into graduate school, fall 2019, but just realizing the mental burnout that I experienced uh, with academics. And I knew that wasn't a realistic possibility because if I would have entered a grad program, I probably wouldn't have finished or would have been dragging myself to the finish line. So one day I decided to go into my career advisor's office and like, hey, Miss Menard, like, I don't know what I want to do and just kind of breaking it down to her. And she gave me this pamphlet and was like, hey, this, they have this program called City Year. I think this will be a good fit for you and your personality and the way of what drives you, um, your mission, your purpose. And I checked out the pamphlet. She was explaining to me like, I have the opportunity to immerse myself into a different culture, city, and schools, and just develop those connections with uh, students. And I had to think about it for a couple of days, but then I hit her back. I was like, yeah, I'm applying. So I immediately got to it, and like Tiger, um, the next month or so, like, I went on to the phone interview and et cetera, and now I'm in a program, and um, I'm definitely thankful for the opportunity. Had you always been interested in education or mentoring young people, or is that kind of a newer skill that you're developing on your year? Um, see, I had discussions with my mentor, and I said I was always interested in uh, going into academia, but mostly, like, on the latter part of my career, I didn't, I didn't really want, I wanted to like go into um, something else prior, but I, I've always had an interest for um, helping students like develop themselves, whether that be like academically navigating their emotional state. So if I can serve as like a mentor or a teacher, instructor, etc. Like I found that City Year gave me the opportunity to do just that. So that's awesome. And and just for by way of background, Andre, where did you grow up? Um, so I'm a native of New Orleans. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I said that wrong, New Orleans. And, <laughs> and uh, I've been living here uh, practically all my life besides um, the hurricane uh, mm-hmm. Katrina, where I was displaced to several cities and eventually came back here after two, three years and um, been here ever since. Um, all of my schooling, my college experience and now city year cool yeah that's and that's that gives you kind of a, a unique perspective being from there and being then able to connect with the school with the kids at your school um tiger where where are you from are you from the massachusetts or did you or did you choose boston to get to like kind of travel someplace new yeah um i'm from wellesley massachusetts which is like okay. 20 minutes west of boston um I served in uh, Hyde Park, which is a, a kind of another small suburb, but it is uh, definitely more urban than than Wellesley is. Wellesley is like a very white, very you know wealthy suburb, and and so while I was serving in an environment that was like geographically close, it, I was still coming from a very different place. Um, but fortunately for me, and, and as you said, we'll talk about the stipend and stuff like that, but um, especially coming out of high school and, and living really close, I was able to live at home, um, which was just super convenient. Um, right. Certainly a, a privilege that not everyone who serves has, but um, yeah. So shorter answer is yes, I'm from the area. Uh, short, 
from the area enough, close enough that uh, it was convenient for me to, to stay there. Right on. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that I also know is that the schedule of city year, no matter which city you serve in, is really demanding. So I'm curious, uh, Tiger, first, like, how did you um, adjust to the, the schedule? And was there anything surprising that you kind of discovered about the school you were placed at in regards to scheduling and that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, the the day to day schedule was a lot of it's a lot of long days. You should if if anyone who's listening to this is you know thinking about doing it, you should be you should be prepared for that. But I think the most important thing to note about long days is that long days really only feel they don't feel long and tedious if you really love the work that you're doing and if it really feels like it's worthwhile. And and uh, as Andre and I were chatting before we started recording, we both we we share that view. Um, day to day for me, it was getting to school at about seven in the morning um, and then serving all the way through with uh, with like a lunch break until about five at night. Um, I think uh, I would serve, uh, we would do all of our morning stuff, welcoming the students into the school. Um, and then we would do uh, normal classroom support, uh, academic support with our students. Um, and then after the students were released at about, I think it was 2 or 3, 2.30 maybe, um, my team at, at my school in particular, we would go and staff uh, the after school program at the school, um, which was uh, my students, I was uh, the core member in a class of fifth graders. Um, the after school program was, was K through five, um, which was a super different experience than some of my other uh, core members that served in Boston. Every school was a little bit different. Um, and then even some other days uh, outside of, of the in-school service, um, there were service days doing other like physical service stuff. We would do, I was part of something, uh, I don't know if this is exclusive to Boston or if it exists in other sites called Service Reserves, um, which was basically a team of core members that would go to either other city or partner schools uh, in Boston or I think some non-partner schools sometimes and just do other one-off service projects. I would do painting projects. I painted a number of uh, like blacktops and uh, like playgrounds, that kind of stuff. Um, clean up around, uh, around school grounds and stuff like that. Painting insides of schools, making uh, little kits of like school supplies that uh, students would get after say a school break or something like that. Um, and, and that was a great time to uh, just kind of feel that service community, I guess, um, outside of, of the day-to-day in-school service with your students, with your team, um, with your partner teachers, um, and stuff like that. So, Yeah, definitely. I, one of the things I always ask students that I'm working with is, what's an activity that makes you lose track of time? And I think that yeah. even though city year is long days, like if you're if you're engaged and you're kind of chugging through the day, then sometimes it doesn't feel like that until you, you know, collapse on your couch once you get home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And that's a very like, I mean, literal statement. Like I would get home, my mom would be like making dinner or something and I would, I would get home probably about five, we would eat at like six. I would fall asleep in between getting home and eating dinner. Like you literally <laughs> do collapse on your couch, which is, it's a great feeling. Like you know that when you, when you, do that it feels like you know 
I'm exhausted, but for a good reason, kind of stuff. Right, uh, Andre, has it been similar for you? Are you um are you exhausted? Do you or do you have the benefit of of staying with family um in the city, or and are you are you cooking and living on your own? Um, yeah. So like Tiger, um, I did have like the privilege and benefit to stay with my mom and dad. And it's so crazy because, like, my dad last week was, like, he calls, my nickname is Dre. He was like, yeah, Big Dre, uh, you've been coming in here, going to sleep at 7.30. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, dad, you know, I just, it, it just takes it out of me, you know, like, because mm. you'd be so engaged throughout the day. And, like, you have to, like, it's a skill to stay present mm. and not to really, like, um take your focus like off of it so like i i typically eat dinner uh maybe watch a netflix a good series that i've been missing out (laughs) for like 30 minutes an hour then i just like crash immediately and like we do it over again so yeah and guys, are they, um, because you're kind of assigned to the class and then you get your after school kids, I think that's that's pretty common across schools. Um, are you special to them? Is that, are you guys considered mini celebrities for the year that you're there? <laughs> um, I would, I would sort of consider myself like very popular with the students. I know like um, kind of a difference for me, like I work with um, first second third and fifth graders so like i'm kind of spread across like throughout the school as opposed to like one grade level so like when i come into like second grade they always make me laugh because um i'm not sure if like y'all familiar with like a new orleans slang it's called like ribbon so like they may joke on me be like yeah mr morgan your breath stink and stuff like that (laughs) and just like it's just like that interaction every time they see me it's it's kind of like either a big deal like um when we come in in the morning like uh hey y'all gotta get to the class so they want to hug before so it's kind of it's like you love them and they really like have a deep place and special place like within your heart and i just love it it's Mm. energizing you know yeah tiger how about you the question was, do I feel like a celebrity? The answer is yes. I mean, I can just answer that very bluntly. Like, um, it was my team, my, my school was very small and my team was the smallest out of all of the, um, the teams at city or Boston in, in the 16, 17 year. Um, and so it was, it was super tight knit. Everyone knew everyone. Um, I would know my students as much as I would know some of the fourth graders and the third graders and the second graders and the first graders. Um, and every member of the faculty too. So, um, and and same thing with Andre. They'll tease you on your way in. They'll want to hug. They'll defer to you when they don't want to go to class or something like that. Um, and then you you're you're the person. What I always said to my students is like, I want to be your friend first. I don't want to be your teacher first. I just want to be the adult in the room that you can like be comfortable with. But that also comes with being the adult in the room that also has to tell you, nah, like you actually got to go to class now. So um, sometimes you got to you got to put your foot down a little bit. But they I mean, they they love you to death. I mean, right. It's it's incredible. Yeah. 
it's kind of like the it's kind of like the uncle situation where like you're respected, <laughs> you're revered, but you still have, you can lay down the law and it's taken yeah. a little bit differently. Yeah. I don't know that I would ever have thought of that metaphor on my own, but I, yeah, you are right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to hear kind of some stories from your service. And so, Andrea, I'm kind of curious you know, even though you haven't, um, you're not finished out the year, as far as like when you reflect on this point, um, can you describe like a meaningful day or a story about one of your kids that you feel like is emblematic of your city or experience thus far? Yes. Uh, (laughs) That's a a perfect question because, um, so like I do multiple small pullout groups and I'm going to specifically speak on like one of my third graders, uh, I do him for key math. And our school has this thing where we do scholar a month and you kind of award students for exemplifying like the uh, values of our school, which is community, joy, excellence, and growth. And a student um, in my third grade group had demonstrated, um, I feel like community, so they have a scholar of the month breakfast and you invite your parents and uh, anybody that you want to come. So like they have grits, eggs, bacon, all the illustrious stuff. So like he invited me to the breakfast, which kind of took me off guard because like he's he's a jokester. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I don't know if he's really telling the truth right now. So when it comes time for the day, like, he's like, Mr. Andre, come on, come on. Uh, I was like, are you for real? He's like, yeah, I'm serious. We're going to enjoy some pancakes, some grits, stuff like that. And like, his parents couldn't make it because I believe he told administration that his mom had to work and his dad was doing something else. But like for him to like really uh, invite me, touch me, um, just showing me like the impact, even though I didn't like really like assess like the level of how I reached them like it did. And in that moment, I was taken back and I really had to soak it in like, wow, like I'm really sitting here and like all the staff was surprised too. like, what made you pick Mr. Morgan? So that to me was um, kind of like a reason why I serve, um, you know, because as many hard days as I get, like those days are what makes it special. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, and I know it's it's been a couple years out for you, Tiger. But uh, what do you most strongly remember about your your city or experience as far as like the students or or kind of those yeah those stories that kind of stick with you? Yeah, it's a it's a really tough question because every time I remember like a different student's name, I feel like I have a different story. Um, if I had to pick one, and let me just say right now that if any of my students happen to be listening to this, I do have a story for all of you, so don't take this personally. Um, No shade being thrown. Yeah, none at all. Um, I just remember there being, well, I do have a lot of memories, just like Andre, of like, um, because my school was so small, we would have like school uh, potlucks and stuff like that, and different families would bring different stuff like that, and they, uh, all of my students classrooms were all on one big hallway and and we would all be kind of eating together and just having a great time we would be the celebrities when we walked in the room and everyone would um want to like introduce us to their parents and stuff like that um 
but other than that, like in terms of, of academically, there was both opportunities, a lot of opportunities to work with the students that I was kind of assigned to focus on um, and and the students that were most uh, in need of, of that kind of extra support. Um, and then also the, the highlight for me was really working with everyone else. Um, you're, you're put in there as, you know, this extra support for a few students in particular, but I mean, you're a human being, you get to interact with, with everyone in the room. Um, and so being that kind of uh, extra adult in the room to help out the students who, you know, are the, the ones in need of support. And I had a student um, that was kind of above the rest of the pack um, learning her, her learning curve was a little bit ahead. She was at a little bit of a higher level. Um, I was able to kind of push her along at her higher level. Um, and keep in mind that she's in fifth grade. So I was able to give her like middle school work and, and help her, uh, you know, move along and, and get even more prepared than she already was for middle school. Um, which was just a great feeling to know that, you know, it is, you're, you're there for a certain group of students, but you're, your part of the passion of it is being able to help everyone. Yeah, I think that's really powerful to know that you're, I mean, in a broader sense, you're affecting many lives by, yeah. by serving, but you also, sometimes you don't even understand the ripple effects you may have on just a singular life. Yeah. And that is um, also really powerful. So um, yeah, I just love, I love hearing everybody's individual stories from their gap time um and so it's it's really cool to hear to hear both of yours as well good so yeah um so i i do want to hear from you guys one of the things that we're trying to promote on this show obviously is is people feeling confident and excited about the choice of taking a gap year especially before college um although i took mine after college that's a really good time to take it too if you um if you don't get a chance to take it before before you go off to college or before you start your career I want to hear from each of you kind of, you know, what is your argument for do, making that choice and also choosing national service as the as a thing you do with that time. So, um, I don't know, Andre, do you want to do you want to start? What do you think? Um, I would say that doing like a gap year program, I did mine like you uh, after college is just great just so you can breathe and live and I feel like in today's kind of world like we're so like into routine like after i do this step from high school i immediately go to college and college um transitioning into the working world and it doesn't have to be like that like you can set a new trend of like actually exploring things that are out of your world and you can ultimately become a better person a better human and understand people in a way that you probably didn't before like i know like going into titty year like even though i'm serving in a city where i have been all my life um come meeting people from atlanta boston um alabama like they have taught me so much like even about myself and like just becoming like a tourist like within my own city like transforming like my mentality around like okay like i've never been to this side of new orleans or this deep in this part of town so let me let me go like really like go into my roots and 
just see just see what's there like it's a lot of opportunity and a lot of growth and um, I would definitely recommend it for people that's considering taking a gap year it's it's transformational um for you and other people yeah for sure um that's all good points tiger what about you so for me, there's there were kind of a couple sides to it. Um, there's a very practical side to it, at least coming especially from um, right out of high school. When so I, I had a plan to go to college right out of high school, um, and I reapplied to some of the same schools, some different schools, um, in the midst of of my gap year, in the midst of my service. Um, and the practical side of it is that when you do a gap year, and when it's as uh, valuable and as transformative as I'm sure Andre and both both Andre and mine were, you have so much more to write about in that essay that's always so boring um, and that most people don't really have. <laughs> totally. You know, they're, they're just kind of like drawing, they're they're pulling scraps together. Um, the the story you have to tell is so much better, and it makes you such a more well-rounded person, not just for the essay. Um, but also just, you know, as a, as a human being, Andre is exactly correct that like, especially for me, I'm coming from a suburb that has a completely different environment from um, where I'm serving, but we're like 30 minutes away. Um, and so to, to really open your eyes to what that kind of world is like, to have an awareness of what um, the, the towns 30 minutes away from you are like, um, is, is hugely important. Um, and then the, the, non-practical side of it is also um well actually no one more point about the practical side is like that perspective not only makes you a more interesting person um for for applications and and to understand like on a on a kind of conceptual level what other people's lives are like but also in every interaction you have going down the line after that you have at least i had some sort of basis of understanding that you know not everyone's life is like yours and and being able to really have a chance to experience a completely different environment for 10 hours a day for uh, 10 or 11 months straight is is really what makes it transformative and then again for me it was a kind of a gut feeling like I just had to trust my gut I just knew what was right for me and what wasn't so I just knew that I had to take that step to um, to say you know I'm gonna I'm gonna put put, uh, put college on hold for the time being. Um, but I mean, the key part of that is that it is an individual choice. I fully recognize it. None of my best friends from, from high school did a gap year, but that was because I think, uh, or actually, no, that's not true. One of them did. Um, but in a completely different, uh, he did a completely different thing than I did. But um, the, the prospect of going to college is right for some people. Some people are just built to go from high school to college and then enter the job market right from there or do a gap year from there. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just that I knew that it wasn't, it was wrong for me. Is there any advice you would give to a person who kind of knows that internally in the same way that you did, but is a little bit nervous about making that choice? Like maybe they don't have people in their world that really understand what a gap year is or their friends aren't doing it. So they feel a little bit of FOMO, those kinds of things. Like, can you speak to that a little bit? I mean, I felt it. I know firsthand what it's like. And really the power of the internet is at your service, at least 
from for like a really basic answer um you can go online and find stories like these really you know success stories about gap years um but also you know what i said about uh, at the beginning where it's like i would really urge someone to to kind of examine themselves and and why they think that fomo might might they, they might be feeling that fomo or why they feel like they might be missing out or like they feel like that pressure from from some outside source for me i didn't know what that outside source was other than everyone kind of expecting me to go to college right after high school and i think that that's really important because and and this is another like huge core part of my gap year service and otherwise just making the decision to not go to college immediately really proves to yourself that you know yourself best um, and you can choose what's best for yourself um which I think, especially for, for students in high school, isn't always um, emphasized. Like, we're in a system right now that everything is, is kind of set before you, and you don't necessarily have to make those kinds of, you know, crucial decisions for yourself. And so taking that step to maybe step outside of the box um, for a year, which really, in the grand scheme of things, isn't that long. Like, you have all this time on your hands, and, and high, coming right out of high school is it's a part a period of time where you have like the most at your disposal and you have the most energy to to use all of those resources at one time so for me i just think it's a perfect perfect storm um i really don't see a downside to someone taking a gap year i think that more people would benefit if they did <laughs> and um i can kind of speak a little bit uh more towards that as well and I just wanted to kind of like note, like I loved your explanation of that, Tiger. Like when I tell t to me, like taking like a gap year and doing it with city year, I was a little hesitant as well because I know like coming from like my circumstance, like I definitely wanted to put like my family in the best financial position possible. But then I was like, Am I doing a disservice to them by being in something that I know wouldn't give wouldn't necessarily allow me to like take a care of them in a way I wanted to? But I had to really evaluate like, okay, what is the best step for me? And like some people, even when you're in the midst of your experience, some people won't even understand it. Like I know I have like oh, yeah. conversations with my friends and telling them what I do on a day-to-day -day thing in my role. And like, they still don't understand. And they may even question me and be like, okay, well, you had an opportunity to do this or to do that. But like, I'm glad, like I really stuck with my gut as you would say tiger and um just really followed what i wanted to do and what was best for me turns out yeah andre and tiger thank you so much for sharing these experiences with with myself and with the listeners out there it's so valuable so thanks for your time yeah of course to wrap up if you are interested in city year you can find them online at cityyear.org and you can find pretty much every individual city who has a cohort on Instagram. <laughs> so if you search City Year New Orleans and City Year Boston, you can find a lot of other sub sub chapters um, on social media and see what the different experiences are like. And you can find Gap Year Radio on Instagram and Facebook at Gap Year Radio or online at GapYearRadioPodcast.com. 
And I invite you to email us your gap year questions or comments at gapyearradio at gmail.com. And you can download our show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And if you have a moment, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so more people can discover the show. All right, guys. So as you as I mentioned before, we typically do sign offs in a foreign language, but we're not even going to attempt to do any kind of um, regional dialect here tonight. We're just going to say (laughs) I'm just going to say thank you guys so much for being here and sharing your experiences. And hopefully I'll get down to New Orleans sometime soon and be able to eat some hot wings. because That sounds delicious. So, yeah, thank you again for your time, guys, and have a good one. Bye.